This week's episode is brought to you by Logic Martial Arts. If you are in the St. Louis metro area, you can reach Brian Davis with Logic Martial Arts and mention Enter the Last Dragon and Roy Robb and get a free self-defense class when you sign up. You can call him at 618-304-9568. Mention Roy Robb and Enter the Last Dragon to get a free self-defense class when you sign up. Thanks. Now let's get into some martial arts. What's good? What's good? All right, y'all. We are back for another episode. I am here with my main man, one of my partners in the game of BJJ Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, my brother Charles. CJ is what he goes by, but I'm, I'm sure you got another name for you on the match. Oh, hey, yeah, man. Hey, hey, let's <laughs> welcome my partner. What they call you on the match, my brother? Uh, Mr. Energy, you know, I-N-N-E-R, capital G. You know, uh, basically, you know, I try to come up with a moniker that fits me, you know, that encompass me as a whole. So, no doubt, no doubt. So, what you got popping, man? Tell my listeners at Enter the Last Dragon who you are, where you're from, what you like to do, what your interests are. Yeah, yeah, I'm a um, professional fighter coming out of St. Louis, Missouri, uh, 314. And uh, right now, I'm 72 as a pro, one of the top flyweights in the world. Um, I actually rank like right around 130 on Fight Matrix, which is the big website that tells you the way uh, rankings of everyone in every weight class across the whole world. So I'm the hun- number 130 in the world right now. I'm just moving up. I'm still a prospect, so very excited in that in that aspect of things. So uh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, man. That's what's up. So uh, right now you are. Professionally fighting, yeah. you are. Uh, what else you? What else you got going on? What else you doing? When was the man. last fight you had? Man, I, I've been boxing a lot this year. So I, my last fight was in September of twenty eighteen. Uh, so last year, and uh, so I haven't fought in almost a year MMA. I just been training. I've been boxing. I fought like four boxing matches though. Uh-huh. I went like o two and two. So like two losses and two draws. Everybody know in the boxing world, draws means wins. Exactly. You know, yeah, you and yeah, uh, yeah. all my boxing matches have been against, like, top prospects. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they bringing me in to lose, and I'm also fighting up. I've been fighting at 140 in boxing. And so, like, I walk around 136. So, I'm going up a weight class. My fight weight is actually 125. You hear me? So, That's crazy. I ain't never been dropped. I ain't never been stopped in any of my boxing matches. One of them had to get stopped because I got a – it was an accidental headbutt by the other guy. And that was the only reason why that fight ended, you know. But yeah. other than that, you know, I done went, I done had nine prefer- professional boxing matches, all against prospects, and I've handled myself really well. Seeing as I never picked up a pair of gloves till I was 22, I didn't start really boxing until 2016 when I when I became pro. I actually started actually trying to learn boxing, you know. But I. I didn't get into fighting until I was 22. You know, I didn't even know how to throw my left hand. So wow. it's it's pretty – it's been a, a really good, fun journey these last six years in between doing college track. And then now I've been able to focus these last three years on just fighting. So All right, know. so let's, let's step back. So uh, you are MMA fighter. Uh, you – where did you get your start when it comes to any athleticism or martial arts? Tell me what uh, you about that. Where did you start? Uh, like, really, I'm just going to say, you know, anything in life starts with your mindset, right? So, like, everything in my life started with 
I like always felt like I had something to prove. I always felt like I wanted to uh, attack something, something for myself. I was a lot smaller than everyone most of my life. And then uh, by my parents being Marines, they were kind of like on me, you know, and I was just always very individual in things. I tried to do team sports. I was really small. It didn't really work out. By the time I hit high school, you know, I had been running uh, track in the summers, right. at amateur athletic, uh, gone to Junior Olympics and stuff. Wow. Um, I hadn't placed much on, until I started growing a little, probably around 11 and 12 when I, I started placing, when I started finding my races. I started running longer distances, and um, I just found my niche. You know, I was trying to sprint with bigger guys. I'm like, I don't want no sprinting, right? Right, right. So, um it was it's all mindset right i always wanted to be good and uh doing long distance really trained me to um stay focused it trained me to and showed me that the work that i put in i was going to see results because i saw results almost every week you know the more i ran the more i did it my lungs got bigger you know like everything got easier so um by the time i hit high school man i had been a junior all-american um, I hadn't won. I hadn't been a junior national champion yet, but I had been an All-American for a couple, few years. Amazing. And um, my eighth grade year of junior high school, I told I had I played basketball, I played football. My dad played semi-pro uh, all of my since I was younger, and he was really really good at football. Hurt his knee. He would he was had tryouts with the Dolphins and stuff. So like he he was very athletic, mm-hmm. um, but. You know, it wasn't until uh, my my eighth grade year, um, I, th- I asked my parents could I box because little did they know I got in a fight at school, my first oh, fight, right, and right. I lost in the bathroom. And then I was like, um, I was it was eating me up. And then, you know, I had always watched boxing on TV. I love yeah. watching boxing. Um, we didn't get the pay-per-views, you know, but, like, when I could catch it, I would watch it. And so, like, I asked my parents, you know, can can I do boxing? And they were like, no, nah, we don't think we want you to do boxing. So they put me in wrestling. This, oh, was, this was my eighth grade year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, from the moment I started wrestling, I was just naturally really good at it. And, you know, it's weight classes, so I was wrestling dudes my weight. And Your I was weight. tearing them up. That's and right. I went eighth grade. I went to state, not high school state, but it was it's different level of state. Um, It's like the, the kid state, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I went to state, and uh, I won my little bracket, man, and I was hooked. And it was my first year of wrestling. You know, I'm wrestling against kids that have been wrestling a lot of their life. And I won my bracket. I went out there. I was taking everybody down. And, like, I, I, I just I fell in love with it. So going into high school, I was like, I'm going to do every sport that puts me on varsity. That's a lot. And so, like, I ran cross country. Yeah. I was, I was uh, And I made it to stay in cross country as a freshman. Wow. Which hadn't happened in Hazel East history, which is class four. Like, I don't think ever right right right. but like it hadn't happened at least in 50 years you know and i did it as a freshman that's amazing man and then uh then the fall season rolls around so all my life from like fourth grade up i was playing basketball so you know wrestling basketball season at the same time same time so that conflict so i was like man what i'm seeing is they make all the freshmen play freshmen i ain't i ain't trying to play on freshman basketball i went out i did wrestling and i was wrestling freshman in jv uh, half the year, but the dude who was on varsity, I knew I could beat, and I knew he stayed in trouble in school. So I went after him every every day, every day. I'm five two, ninety eight pounds. Wow. The rest, of the weight class is one hundred three. So he's and the dude that has a spot, he's walking around like one hundred two. He's actually like a junior at the time. Yeah. I'm in there. I'm going at him every day. We we back and forth in our matches and stuff. 
in practice, but you you have to wrestle off to earn that spot. But it's what, a freshman, and, I, and I'm a, a freshman, freshman, and I, so I won the JV tournaments, you know, and like um, when they finally as a um, when the Fox tournament, it's a big tournament. It was a big tournament at the time, and uh, you'll see all the big class four schools there, all the Winsfields, all the Fort Zumwalt's, uh, and schools come from uh, like other places yeah, from yeah, deep yeah. in the, deep in Missouri that just all they do is wrestle, right? right, right. So he, he gets in trouble, and he can't wrestle one on three. And the coach takes me to that tournament, which is the first wrestling tournament of the year. I uh, got my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew you was going to come with that. Awesome. Like every match, what? I, I, I won one match out of like five. And it was and me, the competitor in me, man. That ate at me so bad. Like, I used to get mad and, like, I would cry because I'm so mad. Like, I'm upset. Like, I want to be good at something, you know? Right, right. And so, like, um, and at the time, it was a junior at the time. His name was Jay Warren. After the tournament, after my last match that day, he walked up and he said, dude, you don't even realize you're a freshman wrestling varsity at one of the biggest tournaments in the state right now. You're, you're being too hard on yourself. It's all right, man. All I knew was win. All I knew right. is, like, from track and everything, like, the time. I know I work hard, you know, like. All I know is winning, so it's like, so my whole freshman year, it kind of went like that. Um, I was, I had like an even year. I won half my matches, lost half my matches, and when I could get on varsity in between uh, him getting in trouble and him being able to wrestle and not, I got my time. But by the end of the year, my freshman year, end of uh, the wrestling season, he wasn't able to wrestle, so I got to wrestle at districts. Wow. And I missed state by one match. That's amazing, though. Freshman, dude. That's yeah. amazing. I missed state by one match. So that's your that's your entry right there, kind of like your entry to the That's love. what martial arts was, man. That's when I fell in love MMA. with martial arts, and I didn't even know about MMA at the time. And when I saw it, I was like, I ain't doing that crazy stuff. Like, people kneeing people in the head and stuff. Like, right, I was, right. like, not even thinking about it at all, right? And then, so... Uh, and I didn't really watch it because I didn't like we didn't pay for stuff to watch TV at my house, you know. Like so, like I didn't really get to come by any pay per views often. So, you know, it was just like so after that year, then I ran track, you know, and I was on varsity and track because track was my my home. That's why I knew track, you know. Right. Um, my sophomore year rolls around, so like one thing I was big on was like I never limited myself. So after. My a good summer of running track. I came back to school and I ran co- during cross country season. I did swimming and cross country at the same time my sophomore year. Wow! Yeah, that opened my lungs a lot, man. And I was good. still a little guy, but like it helped me. So I got so much stronger, you know. And then wrestling season rolled around. I made to state my sophomore year. Wow! And, you know, and do you then, still run like that to this day? Yeah, you I, run I mean, distance yeah. like crazy. Like right now, you can go and. I could go do ten. Miles. I could do ten, fifteen miles. It wouldn't be fun, but I could do it. Like, wow. I don't. I'm not a person to really talk about myself much, but like, in college, I was running 11, 11 miles a day. Wow, like That's insane. in the morning at five thirty in the morning, and then I'm going to eight o'clock class. You hear me? Like, That's crazy. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'm we waking up at five thirty. We run our mileage. I'm getting back and getting time, and like, I didn't, I didn't fix my schedule enough, so I had at eight o'clock my first semester. I made sure that ain't happen again. College, hop in the shower, and then hit right back out the door. And I was living off campus, so it was like and you a, lot, a mile, like a mile, like what, what you know, half a mile. Where yeah. you at? What college did you? Did you I was doing went to Semo. Oh man! So well, I started off at UAPB for two years, and okay. then I went to Semo. Okay. 
Yeah, but great, like great shout out to UAPB. Shout out yeah, to Zemo. Facts, put, facts. Put, 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 put the love on them those UAPB Golden Lions. Hear me, HBCUs. Yes, 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 man. I, I I love my journey as an athlete and as a black young black male. Like I had never been introduced into um, anything that had to do with the black culture right. in regular grade school growing up. Like you get your history books, you get the whitewash and the face. Face Talk value. About it. You get right. face value. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. But like when I got to UAPB, I got to sit with um, young but older, mature black males that was close to my me, and they had looked at them as peers, and they was able to guide me, and I was able to be around the right. I'm very big on energy, right? right obviously, right, right. But like I always put myself and and monitor my environment because my dad taught me that. You That's know? good. So, like, I always monitor my environment. So, like, it was a few Sigmas, older guys that did, like, uh, ROTC that pulled me along for a while. And then some bruhs pulled me along for a while, some alphas. And then, like, it being the HBCU, you know, I just, that sense of culture and community, I had never felt anything like that as far as, like, in my life. This is this is important, listeners. So, mm-hmm. uh, predominantly coming from the St. Louis area, um, Mr. Energy, uh, CJ Charles, has basically let y'all in on a little bit of uh, true facts. So it's kind of, uh, St. Louis is a very unique location where it's, it's not a melting pot at all. So we go other places um, and and um, it's, it's kind of like a weird scenario for us because we haven't necessarily been, even though it's not a melting pot, it just almost feels as sometimes St. Louis could be, it's either black or white. Mm-hmm. And just making those statements so that, so listeners, you understand it from being from all over the world, uh, whether you're in a melted pot like that could be, let's just say if it was a, a location in Florida for U.S. or a location in New York or wherever, Cali somewhere, where you see more diverse individuals, then all of a sudden you start to realize what you don't know or don't experience, have no clue about, it's kind of weird. So like he made a statement saying things were whitewashed, which is true. Um, when you go and you start learning more things, he went to predominantly uh, historically black university, so or college or university, that's the HBCU he was referencing, and he realized some things that kind of was mind-blowing to him, like how how rich in culture that university was. So back to his, his, his journey. Keep going, my friend. I just had to put that yeah, in, interject that. for sure. Like, people don't realize, and... Um Anybody can go to an HBCU, not just black people. Check. That's very facts as well. Not I've just African-American. Yes. Don't let me say black. Not yes. just African-American yes. or people of color. Anybody can go to an HBCU. So true. I met uh, a couple. It wasn't many, but it was it was white, white people there, a couple uh, Indian people there. You know, like, but you don't see it often, right? Because right. it's not... Um, one thing, I'm just side noting this. I'm going to get back to what I was saying. One thing that really gets under my skin is seeing um, the black community push all their kids toward a good education and think that a good education just comes from Harvard or a good education just comes from an LSU or a good education or just comes from a UCLA right, right, or right. a, or you know what I'm saying, like yeah. uh, Alabama or we're going to take them to Ohio State, the Ohio State. Right. Well, you got Howard out there. You got you got schools out there that have prestigious schools. Yeah, and and they've been around for a while. You know what I'm saying? Talk like, about that. So we, yeah, we this I, is this and so 
if you're new to my podcast, just checking this out. Enter the Last Dragon is a, a podcast where it talks about culture shift. It talks about the 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 progress the progress of how two individuals have influenced America. Uh, these individuals have been oppressed, and uh, on on a lot of film movie where they have been oppressed, and all of a sudden you see them come out and it just really grow. This individuals I'm talking about is the legend Bruce Lee. A lot of his films where it's like, hey, he's going through some type of struggle and he overcomes it. And my man Bruce Leroy, who is in who is in The Last Dragon, uh, he, this he he has a very similar situation. Right now, there's a big discussion regarding the situation with LeBron James and his homeboy, who they call uh, who is his um, agent. He, mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah. And, and so they're talking about there was a uh, uh, I can't remember this anchor's name or the sportscast, but he basically said. Y'all want to change the narrative? They basically put out a rule. I think it's the Chris Paul rule or something. Yeah, that's his agent's name, Chris Paul. Yeah. So yeah. like uh, the they the NCAA most recently filed a, a a new rule that you have to have a college degree in order to be a manager for a professional sports athlete, which is absurd. And that's absurd, right? So they directly because attacking. you have. So many people, successful people in this right. world, right? Don't have a college degree, man. That's like cr- that's crazy that, to me. That's crazy. And so that dude was like, basically, like y'all want to change the narrative? Start sending these brothers. Start sending these top athletes to the HBCUs. Well, the in so like, it's the the black community community that's not informed enough about the hbcus either i think i think they know them they see them they are there they over there they they can uh, attach themselves to them a grambling university right, a southern right. you know they can attach themselves to those things but they they when it comes time and they have a kid that's a superstar athlete we're going to take them to north carolina they want to go to where they we're going to take them to a place that in the in our culture We've seen, we've held as like a KU, we've held as like big basketball, big football programs, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. but I just always think about it like this, because I'm the, I'm the person that, and some people may, some people don't like that, they don't like that I challenge things, but I like to challenge the thought of the other side, like, what if those three top kids that I know right now that came out of St. Louis or that came out of so-and-so, what if them dudes was cool and they was boys, and it was like, hey, let's go to, uh, all day they go to some some you hear me they go, they go to and, APB. they go to Grambling. they go and to- there are zion williamson right right there are what would that do to ncaa basketball it'll shake it up times 10. if times one of those 10. kids right, right. one of those all-star talents one of those great talents made that decision I, i'm just hope i'm looking for that day when that happens i'm gonna be so happy because i'm just gonna it's gonna like the NCAA just has a black eye. I feel like on the I don't I don't agree with a lot of the NCAA rules to be honest with I you. But um, being an NCAA athlete and same saying, here. I played you know college, like, play college football. Why it's it's it's, it's, it's definitely a what can you do for me? Yep. You know, and uh, I'm a I'm pat you on the butt along the way. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, but them dudes, I didn't play at the highest level, but them dudes cutting checks, man. Them dudes yeah. is cutting them, and they they doing it off the backs of these young dudes. Yes. And the excuses they're making is, oh, they're getting the free education. Oh, and, and blah, blah, yeah, blah. man, and like that education worth fifty grand, they made that for you in one game. That's craziness. 
That's crazy. Man. And how many games do they play in a college career? Oh my! C- come on, man. You hear me? And they make you that in one t- in one tournament. They make you that times three. That's crazy. You get what I'm saying? I they go to the Maui Invitational each year. Basketball. They gonna make that money. That's so, why so. they need to pay. I do agree. They need to pay. And and coming from track, track athletes gonna get the blunt end of the stick. Uh, some wrestling schools gonna get a, a nice a nice amount, but like some sports ain't gonna get paid as much as others because that's just the U.S. anyway. That's that's uh, the culture of our sports: football, basketball, right, right, and right. the big name sports are gonna get the those athletes are gonna see more, you know. But I think they're just afraid that you know they're gonna lose college athletics once they start paying these athletes because these kids are not gonna stick around. No and so like. Yeah. There's there has to be a, a a mind shift in how can we still educate these kids that are gonna come through here that are gonna be athletes. What is the outlet we're gonna give the kids that should pursue things, should pursue these opportunities, but still allow them to have, get an education? No, so you, so you. who's gonna who's gonna be that person to do that? Who's gonna what's gonna be that outlet for those people? That's what needs to happen instead of trying to no. We gonna put a rule. They gotta stay in college for two years. That's or, what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, do something true. like that. Make right. it make sense. That's what I say all the time. Make it make sense. Now, are you are you going to, on your end, um, I guess during that time frame, you was, you was running um, cross country in college. Did you wrestle at the same time? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. So like, man, that's way too much of workload. You know, like wrestling. College wrestling is a different animal, and college cross country and track is a different animal. Like it's on your body, man, it's ridiculous. So, um, but what I did was, even though I wasn't supposed to, I did intramural judo. I did intramural, uh, intramural things on my own time. Like they weren't even a, they were a part of university, but they weren't. Like the intramural judo judo was on campus, but it was off campus. You get what I'm saying? And I and I went in and found a a traditional teacher. You get what I'm saying? So like. But I had to. I put that time in myself. My 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 cross country didn't even coach didn't even know about that. If he did, he'd be like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your body up. Judo brings your body up. You got to know how to fall." And so, like, I let the instructor know, "Hey, I'm doing cross country and track. I'm on scholarship here." And so, like, it's, and it was a great setting to learn. That's, That's all I was there for. Learn, and I'm big on sharpening my tools. So, like, I wasn't able to. In college, that's you're a, not gonna be nugget. able to do two sports. You know what I'm saying? That's a nugget. He's yeah. he, what you say? You big on sharpening your what? My tools. That's man. a nugget. So yeah. basically, yeah, that's a that's a that's a metaphor. Hey, check it out. Yeah. It's the reason why people sharpen their axe. Keep going. Yes. Keep going. Yes. Because uh, you know, only God gave you the the gifts that you have, right? Or whoever you, whatever you view as God, yep. you or whatever. Yep. Yeah. I'm a person of faith. Um. I don't draw from any religion in particular. I've been influenced by Christianity, mostly being a black male. Right. You know, but um, so I can say I'm a Christian. I can say I'm this. I can say I'm that, you know, but I just say I got faith. Right. All day. You hear me? So, like, um, when I say that, like, you got, you have been given gifts that, and who, who said it, uh, what was it, uh, was it my guy, uh, I can't remember which rapper said it, but he just said, worst thing in rap, is, uh, worst thing in life is wasted talent. He just literally had a whole album about it. But that 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 okay. mon- that that whole statement, yeah. worst thing in life is wasted talent, and people say time too. Yeah. But yeah. like you know, um, I'm big on like so when I say I'm big on sharpening my tools, I try to be knowledgeable what 
what I have to offer. That's Be good. able to offer more. Yep. But, you know, understand that people only going to be able to receive as much as they willing. Now, are you right now uh, got any things in the works that you're working on as far as MMA, as far as te- tell us about that lifestyle? What you got popping in? Yeah, man, I've been back in St. Louis for a month now, so I've just been seeing family preparing for this move. Um, so most recently... Since I started MMA, right, uh, I started, I went pro in 2016. I was doing college track through 2015, 2016. When I came back home, I just went straight to the gym, and I was grinding on that grind, on that grind, on that grind. So since 2016, and me being a professional athlete, it's just been boxing and mixed martial arts, okay? When I started my journey, it was 2012, and uh, I was home from UAPB. I had lost my scholarship. Adversity, right? right. Uh, I failed a class twice, the same class twice. Worth a lot of credit. I was came back home, was working at Walmart, trying to figure out what I was going to do as far as school. Yeah. My buddy Kim Porter messaged me. I knew him from high school wrestling, um, but he had been doing MMA for a while. He had like forty-five fights at the time as an wow. am- as an amateur, right? Wow. Um, he messaged me was like, "Bro, I need somebody to train with. Just come to my mama's house. I need you to roll with me. Like, you know how to wrestle. I know you know how to wrestle. I just need a body. I need somebody to." I went over there this 2012, me in his mama basement, started playing around with him, like wrestling stuff. Okay, boom. Next day, he was like, yeah, let's go to the park. He started showing me little stuff with my hands. I don't know how to throw my left hand at all, you know. Next day, he mentioned me, hey, there's some fights in Kansas City called Blue Corner Fights. He said, I'm going to be fighting this dude over there, Billy Benz, and you want to you get on this fight card, man. They said they got a spot. It's a dude wait, for wait. a dude your weight. <laughs> wait. This three days in, I'm like, I'm like, let me talk to my pops because, you know, at this time, I'm living with my folks. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do as far as college sports. My dad coached me in track my whole life, so my whole family, my whole atmosphere in my family, like, get back in school because they pushed this whole time. We, we ran track so you can be able to get a free education. So, like, get back into school. So they see me working at Walmart. They ask me, you know, what are you doing as far as, like, trying to get back to school? What right. are you going to do? So I say, let me talk to my dad, man. I'm gonna see what how you feel about that, you know. And then I was and it's like, a marine. It's a marine. Yeah, right, yeah. Going, so then, going. so then, you know, I had I I, I ended up not calling my dad, <laughs> and I and I called him back in like 10, 15 minutes. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it, bro. I'm gonna do it. I want to do it. I like, I want to do it. Like I ain't gonna, I'm gonna do it, bro. Damn. So after two weeks, we we drove to uh, Kansas and uh, the Harris Casino. They put these long, big black X's on my arms because I was 20 going on 21. All right. I won 21, and I'm in a casino, right? So uh, they had to put X's on her because I won of age. And I, I fought this dude. He was a, a, a kickboxing Muay Thai dude. I took him down every round and grinding and pounding him the whole fight. What? The ref didn't stop the fight. The end of the fight, that dude had two black eyes. And... This was my first fight. He was like number seven in Kansas. He was like four and zero. So rankings as an amateur is like you you start off winning, you are gonna get ranked, right? right so, right. but he knew what he was doing. Like me, I'm like two weeks in. Never a fought. dog. You hear me? Like never fought. N- not no, you know what I'm saying That's MMA fight. You hear me? That's crazy. And so like I've been around, but like not no MMA fight. So you have endurance though. though. Endurance so I had endurance. my cross country lungs right, and right. I had my wrestling. <laughs> That overhand right and took a shot and took him down every round. He didn't know how to wrestle, so that was excellent for me. Luckily, I didn't fight somebody that knew how to wrestle because right, then right, it would have right, been a banger. But 
uh, even then, I was. If you look at my photos, I look like Bruce Lee. Like I'm literally standing and then standing with my hands like this, like because I watch a lot of Bruce Lee. I watch a lot of, um, of like, um, movies like that, martial art movies. And so, like when I was in there, I was just in my zone. Like I was just like doing it, and I didn't know how to throw my left hand. So I'm standing there like this, and I'm like shooting, throwing my over my right hand and shooting the top of you know, like I'm. I'm having fun with it though, right? right? So that was 2012, fast forward, 2016, I go pro. And so 2015, I seen these tryouts. I started seeing these documentaries for these tryouts in Thailand with Tiger Muay Thai, which was a big gym in Thailand okay. in Asia. Okay. So um, since 2015, I put in an application to go out there. And I, at first, I thought they, you know, pay for your flight and stuff then i found out like 2016 when i became pro like no you got to get over there yourself bro i'm like all right let me make me some money okay Check. so 2016 2017 2018 i put in applications i didn't get nothing back 2018 2016 2017 i put applications in back. 2018 i put an application i get something back months later i'm preparing to go to cali at the time though to leave st louis and like for me, I was like, oh, shit. What do I do? Right? <laughs> like, I was like, luckily, I've been saving for a move. Luckily, I had this money saved up, and I can get a flight. So, wait, wait, wait. You got it accepted. I need to applaud that up, man. You man. man. <laughs> Is thousand, like I said, I watched the documentary. If you, if you pull up their documentaries on uh, YouTube, you see it's like millions of views, right? And so, like, um, if you, uh, you, you, Thousands of people put in applications each year. And then out of that, they pull 30, 40 people, you know. And out of those 30, 40 people, you go to the tryout for a week. They put you through some hell workouts, two workouts a day, like an hour and a half, hour, 50 minutes, just like testing your mind, body, and your skill set. And they make you tired. And wow. they test your skill set. And then at the end of the week, they tell you it's like three, it's three full days of like grinding, pushing. It's and like then hell. it's like, it's yeah, like it's literally... But it's but the content of it is literally like three days of hell for real, crazy, right? Yeah. And then like the first day is like a meet and greet, and then the last day, um, is like a barbecue. So like it's really like three full days of six workouts of hell, right? Wow. And so like and you're in there with um, Europeans, Asians, uh, Americans, not as many Americans obviously, and Thais and people of all over the world top ranked fighters yeah right me when i first got there man i just said wow man like because i never saw myself being a mixed martial artist but when i first saw this i knew it was it was just like with track like when i saw it i knew what i wanted to do and so like when I put in the applications all i needed was somebody to see it all i needed was somebody to choose me like I've always been big on that. Like, they gonna see you and they gonna choose you. When somebody choose you, that's a big thing, you know. That's like, you. they see something they want. Like, right, you have to right. be, as a fighter, you gotta be a product, right? Right. As an entertainer, you're an entertainer too, right? Yeah. So, them choosing me was big, and uh, so that just made me like really anxious, excited to get out there. And then I got out there, did my thing, and I and I had. I have the utmost utmost con confidence in myself because I work really hard. You know, I train hard. Dude, that's and, a you know, big up. So you yeah. have now been accepted. 
Yeah. And t- what does that include? So the people that don't know, you're part of name name the MMA school again. One more time. Tiger Muay Thai. So Muay most Thai. mixed martial artists, uh, MMA fighters are familiar with the gym. It's uh, in Phuket, Thailand. It's an island in in, in Thailand, and uh, top top fighters in Bellator, UFC, all over the world, and one championship. Uh, one championship is huge, huge in Asia, right? right? Yeah. Just as big as UFC or bigger, and. Uh, you get those guys coming through the camp and just training three, four weeks at a time. Anyway, so you're rubbing elbows with champions all the time. So you get a full year over there. So, yeah, work. so so when you make the team, when they choose you, like, you go through the tryouts yeah. out of those 40 people, and then they choose three to five people, right? So, luckily, I did my thing. They chose wow. me, right? That's amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, that right, was a right. blessing. blessing. And um, it was a really great experience, actually, you know. Like, everyone was cool, man, and, and, and the – the culture was beautiful. I love the culture. I've always been a, a, a attracted to the the culture of mixed martial arts and and, Dude, and so though, the be- some exactly. Of the best Muay Thai and then you and you see how you these got Muay Thai beautiful country, man, beaches, <laughs> just just beautiful. Like it's it's literally an island. Like it's an island, man. Like it's stuff you see on the computer screen for your lock screen. You know it's what I'm amazing. saying? Like green savers. <laughs> You wake up to this, yeah, man. Golly, dude. Congrats, yeah, so thanks, thanks, man. Right, so, so, so they choose. So once you get selected, they pay. So this year, they change each year. They they they've been adding something each year uh-huh. to the sponsorship because they are getting more money and they're becoming bigger and bigger each year. So this year, this group of uh, people who won the sponsorship and the became a part of the team. The biggest thing is they give you a one-year visa. You don't have to pay for your one-year wow. visa. They pay for a one-year visa for us. Um, they pay for our living, which is our uh, room, a room with a uh, refrigerator in it, everything you need, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's your space, it's your right? Space, right? It's like yeah. your own apartment, right? right? right yeah. um, bathroom, whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then a meal plan, and then your training is free. Dude, that's amazing. So, right. like, all you have to do is focus on what? On on the training, on fighting. That's it. Training and fighting, That's baby. It. That's hey, it. Dude, hey, one hundred percent. This is the reason why I do my podcast. He is a, a living example. Mister Energy is a true example of someone who has found his way through something he loved, and it, it's associated right with martial arts. Man, you can't get no better than this. This is a brother that has found his love in, in mixed martial arts. Man. Found his love in wrestling, found his way at just being a better individual, man. Congratulations, man. That's major. Appreciate it. Major, major. Yeah, man. It's your vision, man. You manifest everything with your vision. Like, you have to have a vision for yourself. You have to have a vision for who you're going to be, what you're going to say, even down to the simple conversation you have with your coworker. Right, right, right. Like, I, when I talk to people and I meet new people and I meet, you when i met you the first time yeah. it was genuine right? right um you don't get that too often but you first impressions and just every impression you have to know who you are and you can't just settle for this is what people are or, you know like you got it and it's okay to be your people the world that we live in people are so afraid to be themselves that's true man that's and that's true. why energy is so big for me like yeah. i n e r g because you have to be you. You have to let people. You gotta be you, bro. Like no great person. When you talk about the great people in the world, it's another nugget, man. God, when you talk about, when you talk about the great people in the world, 
When you talk about Muhammad Ali. Right. When you talk about Michael Jordan. Yeah. I'm just going to name athletes, right? right? But um if you talk about Barack Obama, Jay. if you talk about um whoever, you don't associate them with other people and say, "Oh, Barack Obama is a combination of George Bush and Bill Clinton. No, like, don't you don't say yeah. Michael Jordan is a combination of Will Chamberlain. Nah, that great person was that great person, right. and they were who they were. Yeah. And if they wasn't anything else, they wouldn't be who as great as they are. That's so that's what people don't understand. You got to be yourself, even down to the little conversations you have with people when they say something about somebody you may know. And if you don't say nothing, then who are you? Who are yeah. if you don't feel like if you don't feel what they saying, let them know, and that's okay. Yeah. If you can't have that conversation, then you why are you talking to them? Dude, that's that, that, let's. It's the the nugget that I got so excited about is just like being yourself, man. It's not. It's hard to be authentic these days. There's a lot of pressure that I see, even from starting as a young child. Uh, and they see things online, they see things socially, and they, they portray this image, which may not truly be them. So, like, it's one thing, like, uh, I would hear stories about hip-hop people. Some of them may not truly be truly gangsters. They say they are, right? Yeah, yeah. But they homies are super gangster, or yeah, they yeah. didn't push as much weight as they said, whatever. And, right, and, right, right, right. But when it's all said and done, it's like, you know what I mean? If... If you're not even comfortable in your own skin, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What's the point? Like, why? Dude, that's a nugget, man. Be in, being yourself, knowing yourself is just more important. Like, I, I don't mind talking about my artistic background. Most times when I was, I mean, it was it was kind of nerdy to draw. It was nerdy to watch my arts. You know what I'm saying? It was facts. It was nerdy to get to art growing up. Like, I got, I, 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 I'm a graphic designer, so, like, I get what you mean. Like, I'd be in art class and, like, I remember, I can remember, man, like, I can remember literally memories of, like, black, other black kids being in class with me and just looking at me like, what you bro, doing? you drawing? Exactly. You really drawing? Are you really coloring that right now? Are you really trying to be in the lines right now? And it's just like, and it's like, yeah, bro, like, I like to, like, <laughs> like what's wrong with having this, this being a nice color? Like, right. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we don't color, man, like. Why you don't like? Dude. Why why you coloring like, bro? It's just like, bro, we in class. We ain't finna just sit up here and just be. Exactly, <laughs> like, man. I I was I was the dude carrying them with my books. I had the the the, the blank notepad, the sketch pad with the pencil. Like I'm with you, man. Facts. That's the it, 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 it. Be comfortable in your own skin. That's that's. I have to. Matter of fact, thanks to you, I'm gonna add a segment each one of my episodes. Every episode, I got to talk about knowing thyself and being comfortable in your own skin. From Mr. Energy, I'm doing it every episode. I have hey, to repeat that, man. That's, that's dope, sad. man. That's dope. Facts. All right, so tell me so tell me more. You got, right now, opportunity to leave in two, three weeks? No, I leave in four days. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's gangster. Yeah, so, man, I uh, booked my flight. Like, after we last book, we just spoke a couple of days ago. Right, right. I was like, man, I'm the type of person now, like, right now, I, I didn't used to be this way, but within these last couple of years. Um, Thank you for coming on my podcast with such short notice. Hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Like, Dude. I love having these conversations. I love I love this, man. I, I like wow. it. I love talking to um, just conversation. To yeah, be honest, I yeah. like picking the brains of people. And uh, I'm an introvert, but you will never know. Hey, you know what no, I'm saying? You will never know because I don't mind having conversations. I like 
having right. conversations with people and seeing where they at. And like you, everybody, back to my note, everybody has something to offer. And you never know what somebody is going to say to you yeah. and get you to look at something differently. Or tomorrow I may be doing something like, dang, so-and-so said something to me that this cat said something to me after after my boxing match uh, months ago. His name is Grant Sebastian. He's a mixed martial artist here. And uh, I, I corner him. He asked me to corner him. I corner him in one of his fights before. Um, I've seen him around the circuit as an amateur, and like we kind of we connect to each other because he's he another young black dude that's doing and doing his thing. Like I see myself in him, but at the same time, it's just like we kind of we see each other in passing enough, so right, right. we know of each other. But he said something to me, and I kid you not, I've been thinking about this. And he don't even know, but I've been thinking about this like every other day. He said we were having a conversation. And I was like, and I do this a lot. Okay, my cousin says to me, like, you ain't got to explain yourself to me, cuz. <laughs> but it's not even about that to me. Like, explaining myself to people, I try to, if I love you and I care about you, I try to let you know where I'm at. That's real. So he said to me, we were having a conversation about mixed martial arts. And he does, like, meal preps for people and stuff. He's, okay. like, uh, like, a chef kind of on the side, too. Uh -huh. And that's pretty dope to me. Yeah. And um, I was like, man, that's dope. And he was like, but yeah, he was like, I was talking to him about, you know how things was going in my fight and stuff. He was like, and and I guess he had he felt like he had to say this to me, but he said, he said, Charles, it's cool. He's like, I know you great. He said, Do you know you great? Like him saying that to me, like, bro, like I can't do not. I was like, in that moment, I, I I was still talking to him, you know. But like I've been thinking about that like every other day. Like he right. Like I gotta keep that that feeling that that um. They call it ego. It's okay to have ego. Right. And this business that I'm in, you have to have that confidence. That and confidence you gotta right. have this confidence. You get me? You being an entrepreneur, being an entertainer, being anything that you're doing, you gotta be confident. But like, especially in what I'm doing on my field, you you gotta be so mentally strong and positive. I'm a positive person anyway. But you gotta you gotta have that confidence. And I used to look at it in a in the, back in the day and I see fighters like Connor and I see fighters like Mike Tyson and I see fighters with a lot of vibrato and I'm like um I'm like man this dude play too much but then like as I become a fighter and more I'm like I get where his mom was at he had to be that to be doing what he's doing exactly you get what I'm saying he, yeah. he had to be that person in that that he in his moment he's the element he in his end. Dude, dude, this is so powerful too for my my true last dragon fans. Those people who know there was a place in t in in that movie that showed Bruce Leroy in his uncomfortable stage throughout this entire movie, and he was struggling with himself to find the upper level. He kept thinking it was a place. Think about that. He kept thinking it was a person was, was going to tell him exactly. But it, it no no. And think about that. That's that's dude. This is so powerful, man. Like basically, like knowing, knowing. Why didn't you tell me that it was the machine? <laughs> you hear me? Yes, man. Yes. This is why the older I get, the more I love the movie The Matrix. Okay, talk about it. That's what nah, the movie The Matrix. Yeah, I love that movie. I love like, that movie too. I'm on. Like, I just realized one thing about that movie. The the more I think about like just regular things like things they said in the movie you don't get like, bro I just I, I, I'll it, go slow it, with you. So, <laughs> so here, here's, my, here's some of my little basic stuff in the Matrix, and this is on the spot, and this is not not prep, but this is like real talk. Things that you just didn't 
pay attention to the very first like when I first watched the movie very first time I went with some good friends of mine shout out to Tap Ted uh, Teddy's father who took who took us yeah. uh, just a bunch of our old best friends I'm That's still close with to this day and the gangster part about that movie was like animation on the higher not animation I it was say, but it, for it, that it, time yeah like yeah it's it's uh that what it was called um CG uh anyway slow they slowed down everything when, yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 it was amazing. What was it, CGI time. or CGI, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, they was, they was trying to take it to this next level, and they did They that. introduced you to something different. Something they had to with that movie, though. Right? And then, and then you come with this movie, but you didn't. I didn't catch all the things that was going on. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch the relations. The, the, I didn't connect the dots on what they were really trying to relate. Like, there's, there's so many hidden stories from, like, Neo, almost Christ-like, uh, Morpheus, like there's so many hidden stories inside of it, like the Matrix being the, the world. You know, it what is. Saying? Like it's so many hidden. It literally stories, is. Like literally, like, and, it, and it was like when you unplug. Oh, exactly. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got choices in life: the red or the blue pill. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, do you take this pill, stay as is, and stay comfortable, or do you take this pill and get uncomfortable and wake up? And then you start to think about that in life, you're going to have challenges. And most of the times, honest quote, I just saw it online. Things that hurt you make you better. Mm-hmm. And it's the freaking truth. Anything hey, you struggle with. I, I told Adam, Adam Meredith, who does uh, Outside Perspective. Shout out to Adam. Yeah, our, our homie, uh, he's a BJJ monster too. But um, we were talking and I was telling him, um, he was like, dude, what do you think? Like, I was like, I think most of this stuff for me comes from, like, pain. Man. Coming from an early age, pain. Like, understanding, like, getting to know it early. And then. He's starting to believe. That's the matrix. Like, (laughs) yeah. And, like, I didn't know then, but I know now. I didn't know what was happening until, like, honestly, my my breaking point was going to college at the age of 18 and being on my own in in, in Arkansas, living basically like an adult on a full scholarship, but having to still have the responsibility of myself for the first time ever and manage me. And who am I? What am I going to do? I put quotes on my walls. I came up with my three P's moniker. Came up with my ambition and Nike socks hashtags. I came up with all of the bases of this mindset and this positive person that I knew that I was. That's good, man. That's what I started to really go towards and, and you know what I'm saying like it, I drew to a lot more so um I think that's you know that was that was a big thing man that's that's major man because you get to be an example too for brothers here and I just I'm excited to hear that that someone I personally know dude you got a chance as a I mean you got a chance to do something you love every day yeah. on somebody else's dime and I'm still a baby in this fight game, man. Like you got people been on this a whole life. I'm three. I'm honestly, I was. I started fighting 2012, and I dabbled in between St. Yeah. Charles and MMA and places like. But I was just stopping in on the weekends. I wasn't really fighting yet, you, you know. Really I, was just, you I was really just. I was just. Everything I did in fights, I would watch on YouTube or a movie, and I would try it in fights. And you, you, and, and I would be successful crazy. at That's it crazy. because I was very, I'm a visual learner. I would be successful. Um, I had in, I fought in St. Charles, um, 
at the Ameristar, and this was the first time that um, this guy, a uh, coach named Patrick Christie, he's like the Muay Thai coach at St. Charles MMA, they end up in the same locker room. I wasn't fighting for St. Charles MMA at the time. And I was like, I want to throw some knees. Can you show me how to throw some knees real quick? He showed me how to throw some knees like five minutes before the fight. I kid you not. I went out there for this fight, and it was gateway to the top tournament for a belt and everything. I, I broke this dude's nose with my hands. Like, I punched him, and I broke his nose. But, like, the story of, like, that round and a half into the second round was I hit this dude with so many knees. <laughs> That's crazy. To the body. Like, you can't throw to the head. But so many knees to the body. I threw so many knees just doing what he had just showed me five minutes before my fight. That's crazy. And implemented into what I already had done, been practicing and working on. You know what I'm saying? So when I say I'm a visual learner, I'm very, that's why I get good at things fast. Once I understand it, I'm good at applying it. Right? So that's why I ask questions. That's real. That's That's why I have conversations. That's real. That's why I do all that, you know. And it's going to be continued growth, man. Hopefully. You know, that's, that's, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's not a ceiling on it anytime soon. It's, um. I love that's what's great about mixed martial arts. Yep. It's so much to learn. So so give my listeners some some advice <clears throat> as a person who's had a different walk when and getting into MMA. You've had a collegiate experience side of you, you've had high school experience, you've had um amateur fight experience to uh, to now professional fight experience to now you're what would you recommend for someone uh, who is just starting out mixed martial arts? Is there any art you prefer? Anything I got? You tell them to I start got with? a couple recommendations. Um, first of all, I think everybody, even if they don't do mixed martial arts, and they just looking for any level of um, fitness, they should be doing jujitsu because um, if not, they can handle themselves against anyone in the street. You know, sure. right. you know. Right. Um, and you don't ever want to come to it, but you want to be able to handle yourself if you need to. Um, so many applicable things. Self-defense, exercise. It's about a lot jiu-jitsu, of the whole art is you can be 250 pounds and I can be 150 pounds. Exactly. And I'm going to keep you up <laughs> off of me. Exactly. That simple. <laughs> it's real. just that That's simple. Real. And I don't have to be athletic. Yep. I can use your your jacket against you. That's real. You hear me? Yeah, like, but And it ain't no fantasy martial arts is literally you go in there you learn this and you apply it if you need to but it it gives you a sense of self-confidence that a lot of people are lacking i love it in everyday life within themselves they question whether a lot of people ain't even been in a fight like what would i do if i was in a fight what would i do they don't know but at least you will have an idea you get what i'm saying at least you will have a a a groundwork and uh the second thing i want to say is um when you wake up in the morning, don't be such a receiver. Mm, what do you mean by that? Preach on it. Talk about it. This is the big thing because I know me and you spoke in, uh, before about the uh, factory mindset of how people live in the culture of American culture of yeah, uh, going to work yeah, and, fa- yeah. and kids go to school and stuff. But if you can, if you're not too tired, you're not a single parent, even if you are, you still have to find time to make time for yourself. So even if it's waking up five minutes earlier, ten minutes earlier, when you wake up, do not touch your phone. When you wake up, do not 
don't do anything that has to do with social media. I feel that. Don't do anything that has to do with anything else in the world. Do not be a receiver. That's when real. you wake up, it's factually, scientifically proven. That's when you are most creative. Wow. So don't be out there trying to just absorb stuff that can be a distraction. What are you putting into the world the first five, ten minutes of the world? What are you doing for yourself, and what are you putting into the world That's the first real. five, ten minutes? It could just be a thought. It could just be a right. It could be a sentence. Right. In a notepad in your bed that you look at ten weeks down the line, and you got a paragraph now, That's and right. a year later you got a whole you got a book, right? You hear me, right? And it could be a line a day, right? That's right. three hundred sixty-five lines. Yeah, you got your own short. That's twenty pages. Right. That's a book. Yeah, that's live, man. That's live. So, so you can write your own book in a sentence a day. Yeah. So, so, so talk about that. So let me make sure I got it right. So you feel. Uh, or one of your habits are you wake up. You I'm not great. I'm not saying I'm. A, I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. But I, I'm not. I'm think about it, and I and I don't say that I do it every day. Some days I get up in the morning and I go eat something and I go do something. Like I won't write. I'm not saying I get up and write every but morning. I'm not saying you got a good habit though. That's but good. my thing is, and I've I've done it a couple times since I've been home because I don't have anything to do. I'm not working right now. <laughs> like I don't have anything to do. But like, I literally been waking up, and I will write in my notepad in my phone. That's awesome, man. Or I, I dreamed about something, which it doesn't happen all the time. We don't have dreams every day. Every day but right. when like a lot of us has dreams, and like we, you gonna forget that dream minutes from now. It's factual. Exactly. It's literally scientifically and factually proven exactly. that you're not gonna remember everything about that dream. You might remember some dreams. You have recurring dreams, right? Yeah. Because of things of the stagnancy of your life for one and then you're thinking about stress and the stresses in your life create dreams and then you're they're very familiar so you can remember that dream right, right. um i had a recurring dream throwing up my growing up myself you know what i'm saying so um but so, what i'm saying is when you wake up pump that creativity into the world awesome. pump that pump that if not, if even if you don't want to pump something into the world, into yourself, like you gotta have at one point in time, like in the black community, you got your parents, and I think about my parents. I'm like, I can't even remember my parents having time for themselves for real. Like, Dude, um, man, it's, like, it's deep, man. like I I remember them doing things for us. I remember my mom going to work and being a, a career uh, service advisor at Harris State University for 19 years. Wow. You know, and I remember her getting up in the morning, going to work. And come home, watch the TV, uh, watching her line order SUVs, you know what I'm saying? Right, like her CSI. Um, but not until like now, later on in life, um, like probably like five years ago, she started talking to me about like almond milk and her, her self help and then uh, her health. And then like she had a bad knee injury. And I think all, all, a lot of things that, that changed in her life forced her to think about herself a little bit more and her health. If not just physical, but mental, is she talking different now? See, I love it. You hear me? I love and it. I see that in my stepmom. I see that in my stepmom, like my mama, like she, that's my mama. And I see that in her, and I'm like, if somebody, everybody, like she had a busy plate. You hear yeah, me? Yeah. But I think I think what you are saying is so valuable because imagine how you could start your day. If you started with that positivity and that creativity, what you speak. Five about. minutes, man. Dude, that's amazing because like. I had a similar, well, I had a situation where um, 
I, I, I did something and one of my friends uh, made it made me aware of it and I realized it kind of weighed on me on the entire day and I thought about like man I made a mistake I've, it's in the sea of forgetfulness it's over I can't do nothing about it I had to go and what I do every day is my positive affirmations and so I literally <clears> every day it's like I say this saying where I say death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it will eat its fruit thereof. The tongue has the power of life and death and they that love it will eat its fruit. And I say these affirmations, I'm a winner, I will succeed, I'm the best of the best, I'm blessed and highly favored, I'm a child of God, God is multiplying my yeah, income, yeah. God is always with me, I will keep positive as a day. My business is exploding in growth, my career is exploding in growth, people are attracted to me, my money magnet. I'm, I, I believe everything I've spoken today and I believe what I've said. So I say that daily. I had to reaffirm myself because of that negative energy that I was feeling about myself. And I was like, golly, I can't change what I made that mistake on. But imagine that weighing on me the entire day. Imagine now if that person knows oh, I start with this positive thought and I could be happy about this thought all day. What I wrote down or what I'm thinking about doing different or what I'm feeling about being better. The five minute good energy you put into your life. That's awesome, man. That's positive as hell. Those affirmations are big too. Like I try, I'm not, I'm gonna have a lot more time to work on those things. I tried it. Um, I'm very big on vision, mm-hmm. putting up notes, there putting up things. So you, once you put it down and you see it, it's reality. It's not just in your head. So you, it starts. Everything starts inside. Obviously, it's a thought. Put it on right? paper, it, become, it can become reality. Yes, no, nah, it's it, it, it's not gonna it not can it is. It is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's literally physical. I feel that. I feel it's literally that. a thing in the world now. I feel it's, that. I feel that. You can touch it. I feel that. I'm with you. That's dope. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My affirmations, you took, my affirmations were written down and you now took, every day. You took those words, yeah. wrote them down. Now you can touch it. Yeah. I am a winner. I and will succeed. And it's I'm already the best, the, blessed, the best of the best. So it's not, yes. it's not like gun. It's happening. It's happening, right? That's dope, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. This shit's crazy, right? A hundred, man. A <laughs> hundred, man. A hundred. Hey, that's real, man. When I was in college, I thought I was going to be a pastor. What? No way. I started going to church more. It's and, okay. Then. And, it, and, it made, it, it, and then I was like, I thought the motivational aspect of me was going to be drawn to the church because I started going to church and uh, more like on my own accord. Like yeah. and when I was growing up, yeah. you're like, we're going to church. Right, right, right. I, I guess we go to church. You get to college and you go on your own accord. It's something that you're doing. So you know, it's something about us as young adults, you yeah. know, when you get out the house, you I'm doing it myself now. You, know, so you feel yeah. proud about it, right? <laughs> so, you know, like I started going to church and stuff. And then I was like, man, dude, I, I really like my friends, I, I hung out with the same people when I was in, at UAPB, like the same group of people every day, and um, I didn't agree with everything they did, or right. as far as who they were, or but I never judged them. I just like my friends and my boys, you know what I'm saying? I'm talk to them, you know, if they change, they change, you know. But like, I definitely felt like I was a positive person within that group that, you know, was a a nugget but going to going to church really i started been hanging around a little uh it was uh it was um what's what's the 
the frat. The uh, it's like a church frat. Like uh, oh, I know what uh, you're talking about because uh, my, it's, it's a couple. What is that name? Because I'm still cool with some my, of them. My to boy this Darnell day. Ivy, I think is in it. Is in yeah. it. And my boy Sean Brasfield, I think mm-hmm. he's in it. I, and they, uh, Sean's been on the podcast. I'm pretty sure that's the one you're talking about. It's a church frat, right? Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of um name of them right now. I but feel like, I feel like I got. I stay with them. I stay with them during a, a winter. Yeah. You know, over winter break and stuff when I was in college. And then it was like I was going to church a lot. And then I just felt like I had something to say that people needed to hear. That's funny you say that. Like, you, you do have something to say. And people are listening, man. You are. This is your opportunity to give back what you're doing. You're yeah. doing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like, I, 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 I'm just, like I'm just trying me. to be a great listener. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think I, I feel like I need to be a better listener than I need to be. Speaking, but I do feel like what I have to say, people need to hear. I, I agree. I agree. Like he, like you told me today, man, like it's never too late to get back on my art grind. I'm on it, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's real. Just like you say, you get up, man. Speaking of that, what, what's some what's some hobbies you going to pick up while you're over there? What's some things you're going to get done? Man, I'm problems? definitely going to start back running. I ain't been running much these last couple of years because I've been working so much, and it, it kind of – it messing with my peace within myself, you know, like Another running, nugget. running Another is, running is for me, for me. Yeah. And, uh, and I noticed how like people that I persuade to start doing that more when they start doing it, they start saying stuff like, man, I'm starting to like running now because it's something peaceful about running. Like you're in the world, like you're out here, but like when you running, like it's just, Ah I'm man, I don't know how to speak, man. Like you, you're not attached to nothing, yeah. and you can, you you got your thoughts, and you you kind of it forces you to really think about things that you wouldn't thinking if you were just walking around the house or you were sitting at the house and you had other things influence you. You like to you just know? run outside, or you like to hit the treadmill. Does I don't matter? even like running on treadmill. I like just running and hitting the route, and, right. and 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 you're hitting the route. I don't like the stagnancy of a, a treadmill right. i do it for a workout yeah, yeah. you get what i'm saying but like as far as like when i want to just get some air I, I like the air like i get in that air you know what i'm saying like yeah. the real real shit you know right, what i mean so, like so, so, so i always do this man this is mm-hmm. this is important every one of my episodes at the end close to the end i have to challenge it's called roy's trivia and so, uh, so we're Roy, your host roy rob you fuck what yeah you know you're your host roy rob and don't you feel dumb? <laughs> we gonna, <laughs> we gonna <laughs> so 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 help help me out, right? So right. my my podcast is with Enter the Enter the Dragon mm-hmm. as well as as the Last Dragon. Can you name for me? Oh, man, don't make it hard on me, man. I'm gonna make it easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Top five MMA professionals. Your top five. That's easy. I'll start with that because you're gonna get two. You get two. The hard one. The hard one's gonna be second. Who's your top five MMA MMA, MMA professional? Um, top five. When I first started fighting, it was Dominic Cruz. I was, okay. I liked his footwork, and uh, I ain't like getting hit, and I like countering stuff. So his his style was my style. Now he came from a wrestling background. Okay. So uh, is he number five or he's number one? It's no rating with these. All right. It's cool. no one. Okay. It's okay. No okay. One okay. Um. Because because I'm a mixed martial artist now, I'm one. All right. Just because I have to be. Yep. Right? Yeah. But, like, um, and for the, the sake of this answer, my favorite five fighters that I draw from the most, and I would say it because I draw from the most, I can relate to them. I like 
I have started liking Israel Adesanya actually a lot. Um, I just got introduced to him like a year and a half, two years ago. So I've been watching a lot of his kickboxing glory days. Um, heavyweights. Let me think of the heavyweights. Not really so much the big boys. I, I've never been attracted to the big boys, to be good. honest. It's all good. Um, I was trying to think if I if it was any heavyweights that I, I could think Jones? of. Jones? He, he's, he's, he's I like John Jones, and I love the greatness of him, and I always root for him. I don't want to see him lose because I like seeing greatness. So I never root against greatness. He's, and I he's, think he's he tough. is great. He's, yeah, he's great. So man. I've never rooted against him. I don't agree with his personal life decisions, but I that has nothing to do with fighting. So for the sake of the answer, He's great, but he's not. Uh, he's I don't not draw time. from him. I, feel that. I, feel I don't draw from him. I, uh, I like Carlos Condit. Oh man, dude, uh, I, what way is he middle? What way? Uh, he, he was what one fifty five, one seventy, one fifty five, one seventy. Man, it's Anderson Silva, obviously. Of course, Spider. Yeah. Hey, hey. The, the Obviously, beast, he's the beast. Yeah, like I literally was hurt when he when he got, he got beat injured. by Wyman. Oh, it was okay. both times, yeah. you know, like yeah. both times. It was when he got hurt the first time and the second time, like, like dang. Yeah, man. exactly. Dude. He, he Another great. If you don't like seeing, you don't like seeing greatness. Not me. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, he, it was that Ali effect. You know what I'm saying? Like when Ali took that L, yep. it's like, how does it happen? Ali can't lose. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, and so um, I guess. The last one uh, would be probably Max Holloway. Okay. I like Max Holloway. And I, I, I like, because he reminds me of me, I don't really get tired. And he, he makes me see the way that I want to fight as, as I grow. Yeah. I want to fight more that way. You yeah. get what I'm saying? With, yeah. with that pressure, that constant, that output, that that's, I can be that. So I relate to that. And I like how he, he's a father, too. That's why. So I like his whole moniker, bless. That's why. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can I can rock with that. So, but like that's as far as just MMA. But I I pull for more boxers than I did MMA because MMA is just like when you win something, you you gotta look at yourself as a great as great. You know, like and you may not be if you don't view yourself like that, then you won't be there. You All right, so you saying? pull from boxers then. Here's so, the trivia. Sweet Pete. Here's the. I was about to you give you the trivia. Hold on, I'm about to give you the trivia now. Two what? movies Mike Tyson played in. Give, give me two. Now you got it. You pull from boxes, man. I got you. Now we. I wasn't no Tyson fan, man. Ah, okay. I'm gonna be real with you. I was. You, you, I was you, you, for you Lennox get, Lewis. You could have gave me Hangover. <laughs> you gave me Hangover. I know. I know. That was easy. But I, <laughs> I was rooting for Lennox Lewis. All right. Okay. 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 Hold on. Let me see, uh, <laughs> dang it. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, I know that's bad. Like boxing. Like. The culture was rooting for Iron Mike Tyson, right? Iron Mike. I love Lennox Lewis, Len dog. Hey, man, I, I'm not trying to hate on Lennox. And Lennox has a style that was like. He was he, cold. He, 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 was, he was amazing. To me, he was so cold. He was amazing. And he knew how to. He but was people boring. Don't, people don't know he knew all these other martial arts, though. He was boring as yeah. hell. He, people don't know he knew all the other martial I, arts, I feel though. you where you're going. He was so boring. I get that. <laughs> I get that. Was hella boring. Yes, that was, I, that. It, it was I like Lennox, man. I, you can't hate Lennox. I like Lennox. You can't hate him. I like him. He was been, he was mean to me. Like he was just he he, he was wasn't no he wasn't no bully. He wasn't no bully. But to me, it was just like to knock out that that to beat that dude. You got to be a different type of. You got to be a different animal, yeah. Because he was a monster. and he was so calm with. It. He was he was a and, monster, and that's why it was so he was such a dog to me because he was so calm with it. He yeah, made like, Mike look silly, man. He, yeah. he, he, he was calm. and he never looked 
flustered. No, that's no. what. That's why I like. I liked his demeanor in there. Like I liked yeah, the way he carried himself. And I, people say he was boring because he didn't show emotion. Oh man! How often did you see Lenny show emotion? That, see, that's that, never. That's the reason. I was like, so people see excited. that as boring. But for me, I'm looking at his emotion was in a way that he controlled that ring, in a way that he controlled that fight, in a way that he knocked that man out and who, set that up. Who was that dude that just fought? Um, uh, it was two big boys, man. One dude has been like, he swings the haymakers, been knocking everybody out. People are scared to get in the ring with him. And the other dude is this big. Uh, Talking about this Anthony Joshua Ruiz fight? It wasn't Ruiz though. That was uh, oh, okay. a. It was the fight. Who was the big, who was the big fight before that? Where was this? Is the black dude and one dude was bald headed. He looked white, but uh, what was his name? Man? You talking about Deontay yeah. Wilder? Wilder. Tyson Fury. Yeah. Tyson Fury. Look, Muhammad Ali, boy. But that dude got a story. That dude got a story. Yeah. That reminds me. Fact. I met Deontay Wilder in Atlanta just a few months ago. Was it insane, man? How does he do? Is he? he, I heard when he say he's like, I kill people. I will kill you. No, he has to. You have like I I love that confidence. That's the mindset of fight. That's not life. But that's fun though. That's not life. That's that's the mindset of that of a fighter when we couldn't fight. So both of them dudes is like. Jabbing at each other, talking crazy. I love it. That brought so much <laughs> energy, right? But that is nothing like my man Lennox at no. all, man. Come no. on, man. You, you love but both sides. It's right? the entertainment, you know, like because Lennox is probably the one of the few fighters that I was attracted to that didn't have that big vibrato. Right, right. Like if I name out for everybody else, they probably most of them did. Yeah. All Which day. is my top five boxers is you got Sugar Ray. Beast mode. I'm not putting them in any order. All right. You got Sugar Ray, Beast Sweepy, mode. Beast Mode, Floyd, and Beast they all mode. around the same way, right? Yeah. Floyd, I got an old school one that nobody watched, but this is where everybody get their footwork from. Lomachenko, Dominic Cruz, MMA fight, Willie Pep. You don't know him? Don't look know him up. Pep. When Willie you look Pep? him up, you're going to look him up, you're like, dang. He, he nice he like old, that. old white dude, but like, he ain't get hit. Nice, huh? Moving his feet. He out the way, and how Lomachenko fight now is how he used to fight. And he hit you from both sides, That's boom, why. boom, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so like, I like Willie Pep, and then obviously I liked uh, Roy Jones and Muhammad Ali. Dude, Roy Jones is on a whole. <laughs> oh my God, Just athletic, athletic, gifted. athletic, dude. Roy Jones was the 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 peak of athleticism in the in boxing. Learning how once you learn how to punch, yeah, correctly. But yeah. y'all, like, he was the peak of like the most one of the most gifted people not so much technical and then muhammad ali was just mentally stronger than everybody he fought so tough dude so tough muhammad ali boxed and he became good at his craft but the thing that set muhammad ali apart from everyone was he literally and mike tyson talked about this on his podcast on on, uh, somebody's podcast he said what i respect about Ali is, yeah, I talked that shit, but he was really about that shit. He would have like, died in the ring. Yep. I ain't about to die for this shit. Yep. That's yep. what Mike Tyson said. Yep. They, Muhammad <laughs> Ali and uh, Joe Frazier went, had to both go to the hospital. It was either at the Thriller in Manila or at the Rumble in the Jungle. One of the, whatever the one that was in the States, that second fight literally, is it the third fight? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But long story short, both of them went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. That's how intense it was. Yeah. Dude, intense. Yeah. Like people don't realize how good um they talk about all these knockout orders and shit now. 
People don't know. <laughs> they don't realize how good George Foreman was, man. Oh, George. A young George Foreman. Oh All day. A young George Foreman. Hands down. And Muhammad Ali beat him. Hands down. <laughs> I feel George Foreman won, he won um, he, Olympic the Olympics. He was dude, Foreman was off the chain. Like he was destroying a young Foreman. Yeah, he was destroying people. Uh, put him in today's boxing. Oh, it's over over. <laughs> Man. It's over over, right? It's over it's no choice. All right, all right, so Give me some shout out, man. Who, who's your people that you you love training with? Shout out your folks that that you just want to throw throw some good energy in the air for your good people that you really care about in the MMA world or just people in general. Uh, first off, thank you for being on this podcast, man. No now, this is fun. Yes, sir. Uh, we probably do it through Skype next time. All you know? day, man. You're it's like be a back tw- it's gonna be a twelve hour difference. But I just want to shout out my family, my my pops and my mom and my and my cousins, and um, just my family for uh, being there for me when it's hard for you to be there for yourself. All right. You know, so, like, they keep me in line with who I am and uh, reminded me that of all the things I do because I'm hard on myself. Right. So that, uh, all the things I've done and what I'm going to do. So mm-hmm. they try to keep me in that mindset. So my family, and then uh, I met with actually one of my, my – my mixed martial arts coach since 2016, uh, Jeff Henry, early today uh, at, from St. Charles MMA. He's an older white guy. He uh, doesn't see color. That's you know, weird, he, he's um, he's been there with me, with my striking and just de- helping me develop as a, a pro since I turned pro. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can't say enough for, like, just – I've I've gone to his house to help him pull up his floors. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's a I've, true friendship. Right? I I built a relationship with him yeah. outside of fighting, so we check in on each other. That's good. And, you know, so um, shout out to him. I met with him today. You know, and um, shout out to St. Charles MMA. That's the MMA. You know, no um, I'm I'm a part of Tiger Muay Thai now, but St. Charles MMA will always be where I uh, started my journey. So I'm right. always be thankful for that mm-hmm. and uh, appreciative of that journey right right and um yeah man that's it it's it's it's, it i I just feel like we're gonna have many more conversations i'm with it you have more so right now shout out to tiger muay thai thailand baby we about to get out here and uh show up with st louis like young brother from st louis how do my fans follow you what do they check you out let's give me the handles give me the facebooks give me the instagrams i need twitters i need it all so uh, I'm I'm big on just it's just my name. So it's Charles Johnson MMA 125, and uh, my name on Facebook is my name Charles Johnson. Perfect. There you have it. Another great episode into the Last Dragon with my homeboy, Mr. Energy Charles. Really, really put it down for us, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Stay tuned for another episode coming to you live in action every week. Signing out, your boy, your host, Roy Rob.